Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belbar with Equinely Inclined, the equine podcast for the internet horse community. Episode 184, Cade Mills and Rod Olson round out the Trainer's Challenge experience. Recorded on May 8, 2019. Brought to you in part by Pondside Digital Media with online strategy consulting and advising by sylviaschneider.ca. And this episode is also brought to you by you, our listeners, through your generous Patreon donations at patreon.com slash equine podcast. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sylvia Schneider. And I'm Diana Belbar. This episode will include... Catching up since last week. And meet Rod Olson and Cade Mills, two highly qualified trainers. And, oh, an announcement of something new for our podcast listeners? Yeah, I just threw that in there for you, oh. Diana. <laughs> and I know it's only been a few days, but I know you're always a busy person, so what's the latest? Oh, well, the Ardrossan Recreation and Agricultural Society Safety Fair was this past Saturday. Oh, really? And I co-chaired it with Art Lang. Mm-hmm. So it was exhausting, but fun. I don't know how you do all this. No, I, no, no. Truly, I don't know. It was especially <laughs> nice to have the Strathcona Pony Club come out with a oh. lovely little pony to do safety talks mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. She was adorable. Okay. Yeah, she only whinnied twice. Only whinnied twice. And she had a lovely little low whinny that wasn't ear piercing mm. inside. Oh, that's nice. Yes, that's it was nice. very nice. Yeah. yeah. This was inside. This was inside. Okay. And Dr. Deb Carroll came out from West Wind Vet. And played Animal Jeopardy with people. It oh, was just too okay. much fun. So you were talking about that earlier. Yeah. I remember a few episodes ago. Okay, yeah. so how'd that go? So she put together a program that even played the Jeopardy music. <laughs> you know, it's just too much fun. Anyway, I, for one, learned a lot. For example, do you know the word for an inanimate object that carries viruses? No. A fomite. Oh, I would never have guessed that. I know. F-O-M-I-T-E. So it could be like that's a tree or a trailer or a branch. Anything that germs, viruses can sit on is a fomite. Interesting. Okay. I I learned that. Or or how about um, what condition can be caused when pregnant women clean dirty kitty litter boxes? You know what? I do know that one because I was expecting four times and I would never touch. Okay. (laughs) So go ahead. Tell us. Oh, it's toxoplasmosis. Mm -hmm. And I'm always keeping an eye on my daughter-in-laws too saying, don't you guys, don't you guys let uh, the guys coerce you into cleaning the kitty litter boxes. That's right, because that that can cause birth defects. Yeah. And And so this is very important, people out there. It always makes me me nervous. Yeah, Yeah. do not clean litter boxes. Okay, how about handling puppies and kittens that have not been dewormed by a veterinarian? Oh, tell me more. That can cause roundworm infections that people can get from handling puppies and kittens. But they're so cute. Oh, yeah. And those roundworms, are you ready for this? Can travel to the eye uh, and cause blindness. How's that know, for scary? Well, you know, I mean, they always say too, like if you're going to handle snakes or lizards, you have to wash your hands because I can't remember what you can contract from them. But Yeah, things can be zoonotic, yeah, right? That means yeah. they can pass from animals to people. Mm-hmm. Okay, enough of that. 
Okay, yeah. okay. That's what, something more fun. That's, yeah, something so, more pleasant. Yeah, so the girls and I, we've got two young girls riding with me right now, helping me out, and we rode Jack for the first time in, for sure, over a year. I'm, I'm thinking it's more like two. Jack is like Ranger's twin. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was having lameness issues with his hops. Ooh, but, right. I mean, he had other things so he happen. On, like, yeah, like he, he was on pasture rest. Yeah, he had lots of issues. He, he had an abscess, a very strange solar abscess which oh. i think is hilarious because you don't think of it as solar yeah. but it's in the soul mm-hmm. so not not like solar yes. like yes sun. we were talking about that yes as we well. were talking about that. Mm-hmm. so he had this really bad abscess yeah. that didn't hoof test but when the farrier managed to find it and cut it open mm-hmm. it literally squirted for like uh, minutes i've seen that, that before i had a horse that had the same thing a long 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 time ago yeah yeah it was crazy and anyway so he had a few things that set him aside uh, off and on over the years mm-hmm. um but i think he really did have hawk issues but i think they finally may have fused and he i, I did um inject him once mm-hmm. but i really didn't see a big difference i had him thoroughly looked over by the vet and it was Mm -hmm. his hawks anyway it seems that they may have finally fused and he's so keen to be out oh wow that's the funny thing that's great oh just picking up the bridle like opening his mouth and uh, you know (laughs) grabbing the bridle and And his ears are all perked and oh my goodness so he doesn't seem to be in pain so that's terrific yeah and then i rode katie sue for a full hour Oh, Diane, I'm so jealous. I know. Uh, so so Katie uh, Sue Katie <laughs> Sue lived up to her nickname. Oh. Which Kristen the Farrier gave her mm-hmm. years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Good thing you're pretty. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> so she totally lived up to her name there, so I ended up riding her. Uh-huh. And I just love riding her. So you she's wrote her hilarious. because she was acting up. I wrote her because she was yes. acting up. She's yes. smooth as silk, mm-hmm. even when she's acting up. Mm-hmm. Right? And and you know, it was just she just gets so excited yeah. anyway. So she just needed uh, somebody who could uh, give her a little guidance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And use good outside <laughs> aids and so on anyway. Mm-hmm. It oh sorry. It was lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh well. <laughs> uh, but tomorrow I may be sore. Like I said, you're you're a busy person. Mm-hmm. I knew you would have lots to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what I, have you been up to? Well, I too have been very busy, but with thoughts and actions around the podcast, and, and I'll tell you more about that later. Oh right, that um, the, the the little bit that you threw the in there. The little bit that I threw to... in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And uh, we um, we did trek our land on the weekend, and this was kind of like a surprise. Our our neighbor said, "Surprise! I'm going to have somebody out to mulch the trails." And no. he says, I can only get to part of my trails from your property. And we we're going like, well, yeah, that's okay. We don't mind. But hey, while we're at it, maybe we should get some trails cut on our oh, property. My. Well, you've got a very hilly piece of land. I know. We so do. that trek was probably it a was lot uphill. Oh, there was lots of uphill downhill because mm-hmm. this is 15 acres on five hills, which has always been a problem for me <laughs> with horses. But not only that, uh, there was some definite brush and fallen trees and so we had to pick our way and climb Climb. over and under (laughs) and you know like detour around so it was not a straight line that we walked Uh and we were quite exhausted when we came back but we um we actually do have some trails on our our land now did you find any more bear scat i did find some bear scat yes Mm -hmm. actually we've apparently do have a bear in our area Mm -hmm. which is very unusual Mm-hmm. They've been south of us, but mm-hmm. they haven't been right up in our area. Mm-hmm. So, so, but no, it was very old. It was very old bear okay. scat. Yeah, that's and, good. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> yeah, 
anyway um well yeah so we do have we do have the trails on our land now but it was really interesting because the person that came out to do them had his son with him he had two of his sons with him oh yeah and so we were pointing out the trails and our neighbor was talking about getting one of those lovely tractors that has orange branding and i'm just not going to throw the name in but oh, okay I said, <laughs> I said i really do appreciate that brand and i said because they support horse um at events right oh okay and he said oh yeah he says that's true they do and i says what do you mean you know that and he says yeah i'm a horse person and i said what yeah. so we just started yip yakking and uh, so, yes, so I met uh, Carson. And okay, and you told him about the podcast. I told him about the podcast, mm-hmm. so if he uh, listens, he'll hear his name on here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it, was, uh, it was fun, and we do have some trails now, so there that's good. There you go, that's awesome. So do you happen to know what the story was around the disqualified winner of the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> well, there's a number of stories there, but... <laughs> okay. The track, you know, the track was very sloppy, mm-hmm. right? And Maximum Security, who was a favorite, mm-hmm. led the entire way, right? That that never happens. But oh, that's yeah, very, well, that's know, rare, isn't it? It does. But oh, he weaved into the path of another horse, creating a bit of a chain reaction. Hmm. So, um, War of he he moved into War of Will's space, and then War of Will were in, uh, moved into Long Range Toddy, and Long Range Toddy moved into Bodie Express. I think that's anyway. Oh, so they were all coming. Domino, domino yeah, effect, that's yeah. I think that's how it happened. Mm-hmm. But in the end, um, when they disqualified, I think that it was actually Country House's people, mm-hmm. the that uh, the they, second place person, they objected that, that objected. Mm-hmm. And after 20 minutes, won that objection. And so they disqualified maximum security and country house came in. He was a long shot. I do mean a long shot. So they contested and won. He was like, I don't know, like something like 60 to 1 or something. I think he was 65 to 1. So um, anyway, it was quite the kerfuffle. And I'm sure that the controversy isn't over yet. And there Hmm. may be legal challenges coming. Oh, man. But, you know, and I did see some things on on, uh, the Internet saying, you know, jockeys have to be um, more circumspect about winning i don't know like i think they're usually pretty darn careful with each other because they're all well they're in, all they're all in, mm-hmm. in you know i mean it's a high but, risk thing, you know so. interestingly long range toddy the rider on long range toddy oh now i can't remember his name anyway he was the oldest rider to mm-hmm. ride in the kentucky derby at what age <laughs> i think 56 oh my goodness yeah, so good on him now yeah. Yeah, but now i can't remember his name is that stupid anyway Oh, he he and uh, Mr. Miller, Ian Miller, would have lots of yeah. stories to share, wouldn't they? <laughs> so anyway, there was good experiential knowledge up there. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people, like we saw that. And it honestly, there was all those legs so close together. It's amazing that no horses came down. Well, I'm really yeah. glad that none did. But mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I, uh, you know, I kind of hate to see that kind of yeah. um kerfuffle and, and and you know the even bigger kerfuffle was people threw their tickets away oh no yeah as and then as, 20 minutes as soon as later I, as soon as i heard it as soon as i heard that yeah. there was that it was being contested and that you know country house had won i i looked at my husband and i says oh i wonder yeah. if people ripped oh, their tickets up they and, threw their tickets and down through. and then there was just a just i guess there was quite the stampede oh, of people looking for their tickets that's, that's because nuts. with a long shot like that my goodness yeah <laughs> well i i really hate to see that uh that 
kind of a story around horse racing, which already has enough problems anyway. Right. But, oh, well, 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 anyway. It's, we'll uh, see. It, it's interesting. And, and I also hear the maximum security is not going to be running uh, in the Preakness. So oh, apparently he was cut up or something. But neither, oh, really? neither is uh, Country. Um, what's his name? Country House? I, I heard that maximum security wasn't going to race in the Preakness because without the, the opportunity to win all three, what was the point of putting the horse through that? That's what I heard. So oh, I don't that's know. kind of... Uh, okay, well, anyway, uh. moving on. Hey, is it time for the announcement? Oh, make? nope, nope, okay. not yet. No, no, no I'm, okay. I'm excited about it. Maybe nobody else will be, but uh. I think it's exciting. So okay. we'll, well wait. Then let's move on to our interviews. You bet. Well, the first interview we have is with Cade Mills. And uh, yeah. I really enjoyed interviewing Kate again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I think that Kate does a really good job of describing the youth pro am. So listen for that during the interview. <laughs> okay. And Diana, I'm sure you'll be telling our listeners what you saw in the finals after this interview, right? Well, I'll see what I can remember with no notes. Oh, you have no notes. I didn't take notes. Oh no. Okay. I know. All right. Oh well, you watch the final. So I Me? mean, I didn't watch so- the final. So you're better off than I am. You watched some of it? Uh, no. Okay. No, I right. watched, no, remember, I watched the Extreme Cowboy oh, Challenge. Oh, right. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll see. Okay. Well, let's have a listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're here at the main event in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada, and here we are with Cade Mills, and this is not the first time we have interviewed you, Cade. Yeah, that's right. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. You so bet. there's been a few interviews, so we might um, make people go back and check out some of the other episodes and find out a little bit more about you, because I know we've gone at length into how you got into horses, and likely most everyone knows that Cade Mills has a has a pretty famous father. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? true. Yeah, that's how I got my start. If he, uh, <laughs> he would have been a plumber, I'd probably be plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So people can look back and, and see with, uh, you know see our interviews with Kate and Doug. So, um, but this little horse, so you've got a little chestnut gelding yep. in this competition. And I think, you know, the, the three of you that are out there um, working in that ring right now, I think you're all like right together with your abilities it's yeah it's um i i think it's when i seen the lineup i've I've competed against dale before and uh i've competed against rod as well and they're both guys that i i consider to be great horsemen so when i saw the lineup for this year i was just excited to come and um when we all three got horses that you know we liked or that you know nobody kind of got a bad outlaw or nothing it was it's exciting. It's going to be a fun showdown tomorrow night for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun to listen to the three of you talk about each other, mm-hmm. you know, and and each other's horses and so on. And there's a lot of camaraderie in this business too. For sure. I mean, it's uh, one thing. You kn- seems like the more you know about horses, the less you think you know about horses. You kind of every you always learning more, and, and then you see a guy that does it a completely different way, and he does a great job, and it just kind of gets you thinking. And I don't, I don't think me or Rod or Dale have the same style by no means, but um, the finished product is usually pretty close. Yeah, exactly. A willing, happy horse. So now we didn't see the draw. What position did you? How? When did you draw? Did you get? Um, well, it was different this year to where we didn't pick our horse. Last year we there was more horses, so we could pick. Uh-huh. Um, so I drew last pick, but all I got to do was pick my. Uh, horse's name out of the hat last. Oh, so yes. Dale okay. got to pick first, but really he didn't get to pick his horse. He just got to draw a name. So no one really got to pick a horse this time. <laughs> oh, it was okay. uh, it was just luck of the draw. But you're saying you think you all got pretty pretty awesome little horses. They were all blind dates. Yeah, yeah exactly right. They were all. But you know what? If um, you know, and, and maybe they don't feel that way. I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here by no means. But I, 
I think Dale's horse is maybe the, a little bit harder one in the beginning out of the three of them. Mine, mine had some trouble and stuff, but uh, Rod's horse the was Palomino. easier. The yeah. Palomino was, yeah. But Rod's horse maybe was easier for the first session, but I know Rod's got his own stuff to deal with, and yeah. maybe my horse was in the middle or something kind of in there. And I just, the reason I say that I think they all got good horses is, is I, I think any trainer could show their program on any three of those horses. I yes. don't think any of them are making it difficult for us to have success. So. Right. No, it does look like you're all going to have great success. Yeah. So so this little chestnut gelding, um, what what do you think are your biggest issues? What are his strengths and weaknesses? Um, his strength is how soft he is to pull on. Um, I mean, maybe pull is a strong word, but when I guide him around the arena, if I open a door, he's more than happy to go through it. If if I if I teach him something, if he's scared, he gets over it really fast. He tries for me. The effort is there. The, the problems that I have with him. It's it's hard problems a strong word for my third ride or my second yeah, ride, but yeah. uh, I don't know if I have any problems. I that's maybe a silly thing to say, but uh, well, one I know the one thing you were talking about was one of the things you have to watch is that he's touchy on the sides. He he has been, and then and when I started my session here, I just finished my my second ride on him, so my fourth session, and he wasn't. Yeah, and I drugged the log, so all yeah, the things that I'd been kind of the log, and you actually deliberately wrapped the rope behind his, yeah. his rump so that he could feel the pull. And ev- everything that I'd, I'd been working him towards and gearing him towards, getting him to where he's not spooky on his sides. When I went to check it with the rope, it was kind of gone. So then, you know, it definitely was a problem that we had to deal with. But it, in my last session, I, I was having a hard time finding a problem. But yeah, we haven't done the noodles yet, or maybe yeah. there's something. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find something. Eh? Well, and he started out. He started to get a little sticky, but you worked through that too very quickly. Yeah. And certainly in this last session, he was very free moving out at the walk, trot, and canter in both directions. He was, and and, and I find when they get sticky like that with. It, it's usually for one or two reasons. They're either grumpy or they're they're fearful. I feel like he was fearful, and then the more he gained confidence, kind of moving out and getting stretched out there and walk jog lope, he kind of just settled in. Away we went. Yeah, yeah he looks boy. like he's really starting to enjoy things, and he certainly he does enjoy the bridge. He is. A, he's a nice horse, and yeah, I can't. The one time I was just riding him around, and I couldn't get him off the bridge. I went to turn him, and he went right on it. <laughs> but uh, you know, regardless of what happens in our sessions, I walk out there when I start my time, and he meet me. He meets you at the gate? Every time. Yeah. yeah. And then that's just, it's hard not to like one that does that. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> you bet. He's a, he's a good boy. And then the one time he went to boot off when you went to get up, when he went to spook off, you just give him a little little tug on the rope? I just asked just, him to yeah. stay, yeah. So I just, I pulled on the rope a little bit to ask him to stay, and right away, you know, his face got soft and his body shut down, and, and he stayed with me, and... Um, and I remember you saying you can't ask for more than that. You can't. You can't ask for a horse to not get scared or for a horse not to have a bad day or have some attitude. Or I mean, you can't ask for that. It's going to happen. But uh, when, you, when you ask them to be better and they try to be better, I mean, that's... It's the best feeling in the world. You feel like everything you've been working towards is finally paying off. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know that one of the things that people you should have heard before, but one that you always bring up is that you want all the pieces of the equipment that you're going to be working with to go on at the same time. Yeah. In, in terms of that, I meant like the breast collar, or the front cinch, the back cinch. So mm-hmm. sometimes it, there's there's been some, some theories about maybe you introduce the back cinch to him later or you introduce the breast collar later. I just feel that the saddle is a a piece of the puzzle that if you work through it all at one time then they um when you're done you're done right yeah. and then then they're not being continually it's not a continuous problem yeah, yeah we just kind of say okay buddy this is for the rest of your life this is what i'm going to saddle feel like and uh if i pull the back cinch off great and if i put an english saddle on well it's no different than anything else kind of getting the hardest thing done and out of the way i like that and you actually gave a definition of sticky too you said uh 
see if I get if I got this right. When you ask forward, they continue to go forward without being continually pushed. Yeah. So it, a horse that's sticky is um, one that just doesn't want to move their feet. It's, it's a term that trainers use all the time. But if I'm pushing a horse around the round pen, and immediately when I stop pushing him, he stops. That's sticky. Yeah. So what I was waiting for with that horse there for the last few days is that when I'd push him around, he'd get out ahead of me and he'd stay out ahead of me and I wasn't, like, pedaling him all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. And once he started like to free up. Like a Flintstone car. Like a Flintstone car. <laughs> you know, I said that at a 4-H clinic and uh, I was I was out of the, the generation that knows what a Flintstone <laughs> car is. so funny. Yeah, everyone's like, what's a Flintstone? <laughs> and I was like, okay, different generation. <laughs> Isn't that bad? Things change yeah. so fast you these betcha, days. Yeah. But I thought that was cute. And one of the other things that I really liked that you said was um, that the reins uh, do the do the pulling and, yeah. the, and the legs do the pushing. Yeah. And that you've gone away a lot in, in your clinics from saying inside leg or outside leg or inside rein or outside rein. Yeah. It's just, you know, whatever direction you're going, the leg, the rein is going to be indicating that direction and the leg is going to be pushing, pushing. the horse that way for the most yeah. part. Well, and it's it's pretty simplified in, in uh, as we start to move along. Where people get confused is when they're doing a maneuver that they don't understand necessarily which direction they want the body to move. And then I, I say if legs push, you want that left leg to push the body to the right. It makes you break down the maneuver before you try it. So before you even pick up on the reins or think about adding leg, you're very aware that this leg is going to move that and this rein is going to pull that so that we're as clear as we can possibly. If it's not clear in our head, I, I doubt it's very clear in theirs when we're done. So Yeah, I thought that was an excellent idea. I liked it because what it does, and, and one thing in our in our teaching style that we really try to do is um, give people the understanding of, of how to talk to a horse, not just to how to do one thing. So I want them to understand that for the rest of that horse's life, if I add left leg, odds are I want one of your body parts to move to the right. Yep. Yeah, and it, it remains the same pretty much all the way through, 99% yep. of the time. Now, one of the things that your horse demonstrated beautifully in this last session was the stop and back up. Yeah, he. Um, when I started pulling on him in the first session, I, I asked him to back up with the halter there, and he wanted to get soft, but he didn't want to move his feet, so what he would do is he would bend all the way to his chest, but he wouldn't move his feet, so I would... Uh, I just added some taps and released for the body a few times, and, and I mean, he uh, he took to that pretty good. Today's the first day I pulled on him yeah. with two reins, and, and I, I said, well, he might try this. He might, oh, and he did it perfect the yeah. first try. So <laughs> whatever preparation we did, uh, he, he picked it up and went and with it, eh? Believe me, listeners out there, when I say it was a beautiful backup, it was diagonal pairs of legs moving straight back. It was, and, it, so, and the face was perfect. Yeah. I mean, there was no push or root or elevation. He just kind of picked up and went the direction of the rain. And Very soft. Again, um, nothing nothing I can ask for more out of that colt. He was he was great. Yeah. I was super happy. <laughs> yeah. So you managed to get everything done in time, and you got yourself on tact. You worked at yeah. your still, and he did. In the end, he also ground-tied for you. Yeah, and, and the ground-tie, I mean, horses get rewarded a lot for coming to a person. So sometimes a ground-tie is a little tough for them. Um, I just continued through my pattern yesterday, and I got it really good. And then today, he just needed a bit of a reminder. reminder. And you know what? I mean, talking about maybe his weakest point, I bet you the ground tie's got to be up there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every time I let go of him, he's just oh, running right back to me. because he wants to be back to you. Yeah, it's, right. not, it's not a negative, but, uh, I mean, he, he sometimes is a little too much in my bubble. Yeah. Um, I like him as much as he likes me, but maybe uh, maybe I like him more, actually. But you can keep your own personal space sometimes. Yeah. But he's, be he's not terribly pushy, though. He's not pushy, but he's a few few okays away from being too pushy okay. for sure yeah okay. so ground tile help yeah yeah there you go so um what's next on your agenda with this horse you know um 
I'd like to say that I've been doing this for a long time and I had this big grand plan, but uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to come out tomorrow. And I, the noodles last year, my horse, uh, or the, the car wash noodles where you push them together, yep. it, uh, my horse last year did it in the session on Sunday absolutely perfect, like four times. And I was like, well, we'll check that off the list and away we go. Away. And then I got into the finals and she never did it in the finals. She just wouldn't let me push her through it. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of obstacles I'd like to try, but at the end of it, I think it's more important that she trusts me enough to follow me through those types of things. So tomorrow I'm going to try to talk about side passes. One thing I really want to talk about, oh. um, I want to swing the rope on them a little bit more. I want to make sure that I have the, the tools in my toolbox to help them through a bad situation. When we try to open that gate, if I haven't done that type of stuff, I'm just kind of, I'm going to make a mess. So maybe more preparation and the ability to guide them around the arena than just doing obstacles over and over and again. And that, you know, of course, the side passing is what's going to help with the gate. It is, and you have to, there is one in the optionals where you have to side pass across the log, and then you have to open the gate. There are some things, and you got to side pass over, usually to grab the log to drag or Do you grab know the they rope. never used to do that? I know. <laughs> this is, they're just, they, you, you guys are making it look too easy, That's and right. so now they're making it harder. <laughs> well, and we, we talked about that in the meeting, that, that there is a lot of obstacles for the time frame, but I... I like it because if, if you have a really good horse, you get more to show it off. Yes. And, you know, nobody, I don't I don't know if last year they did. I don't think anybody's ever finished all of them and then been able to do a freestyle. So we got to yeah. pick and choose where our horse is going to shine, and then we show them to the best of their ability. So. Oh, okay, so that yeah. works too. You can you can use it as a pick and choose. For sure, yeah. Once you get done the, the mandatory obstacles, the rest are optional. So then if, you know, if I know my horse is going to, hate that stupid noodle thing that got me last year then you know maybe i leave that to the end and see how she does and i do all the things that i know she's good at show her where she's strong right right yeah oh, okay speaking of showing off that's kind of an important element uh, because this year they're doing something different at the end of the trainer's challenge aren't they uh oh yeah the, with the sale that's right um they are auctioning off all the horses so they're going to have a live auction um ron anderson's coming in to do it and the trainers agreed to stick around ride the horses through the auction for the for the uh, breeders rocking heart so that's right. really different it is different you know i love the idea of it though and and, and some people you know, deciding on price and you know talking about say say they sell for five thousand they say that it's expensive but where else do you buy a three-year-old <laughs> horse to where you've seen them from beginning to where they're at now no one gets to hide anything from you of what has yeah. happened no one gets to say well he's been good i've never seen him do that before you've yeah. seen me from day one <laughs> so there's no secrets here so i think there's some value in that as well and um you see something you like it's it's true it's not something that i'm i'm hiding or yeah. you know a crazy horse deal it's it's true so i i think there's some value in that as well it'll be really interesting to see yeah, yeah i hope they I, do I well thought, yeah i i totally agree with you that uh it's it's very different to be able to watch the training of the horse and in that short period of time see how much they can handle yeah right so and it it's does completely give you transparent you know we're when we're out there it's not like behind the scenes anything else is happening right you guys have if you've watched every day, you've seen every single thing I've done with that Colts. So, yeah. 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 Very nice. Well, the main event is uh, all, all about business, but there's a lot of fun involved, too. So For can, sure. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with the <laughs> yeah. Pro-Am last so night? So last night we had the Pro-Am, and what we do is we have some uh, some young kids that they come in and they do an obstacle course, and then when they're after they do the obstacle course, they've drawn a trainer. So all the clinicians and all the trainers from the Trainer Challenge we go in and they draw our name and then you get to run with that kid so she does or i say she because it was predominantly girls last night but the kid goes 
and runs their course and then they come into the middle and then I get on their horse and run a separate course and then I come in the middle and high five them and whoever has the fastest time wins and the girl that drew me last night um, her name is Aspen and I've done a bunch of lessons with her she's a great dressage rider and we've worked with some horsemanship and stuff so I knew her horse it was it's her uncle's horse I knew he was really good and when Aspen <laughs> drew me I was like yes, yes. Uh, my buddy so me and Aspen ended up winning the pro-am we were we both did our patterns in a matter of two and a half minutes so we were hooked we were cooking on it and, uh, I think that's the fastest time and didn't they say yeah yeah and it's been running for three years now. yeah yeah no well and I mean you get two people teamed up to where I know the horse and I know the kid and she is such an advanced rider and uh good girls so it worked out well yeah. Yeah. it was really fun to watch it was fun yeah for sure yeah well great so again we usually say at the very end um how can people get in touch with you kate um you know i mean the, the regular social media channels uh find us on facebook at Cade mills horsemanship or on instagram i think if you look up Cade mills horsemanship you'll come up my wife's kind of running that but uh yeah or if you uh Look, Google us or anything like that. You can find us. We're not, not hard to hard. find. So yeah, you and, betcha. And, and the around. name of your ranch, I love it. Loando Arena is where I ride <laughs> out of. It's owned. Uh, it's owned by Sheldon and Carla Valentine, and we've been training out of there for maybe five or six years now. It's been great. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll be around there just south of Sundry. So stop by. <laughs> right on. Thanks so much for the interview. Yeah, good to see you guys again. Well, I thought it was pretty funny that all the trainers basically had blind dates with their horses. <laughs> All lovely blind dates. Yeah. And as we uh, were mentioning, we interviewed Cade in other episodes. So if you look up episode 169 and 156, I'm not sure if he was interviewed before that. Um, Our episodes prior to 120 have been pulled down for cost savings. I suspect if you listen to episode 156, it might have his beginnings story of how he got started with horses. Oh, nice. And I'm sure we interviewed his father, too. Well, interesting that you mentioned that because I did... Look it up. (laughs) Uh, We seem to have an interview with Doug Mills in episode 140 from the Saskatchewan Equine Expo, but I know know we had another interview with him at Northlands. I remember sitting down and and interviewing him, but it might be one of the ones that's been pulled. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's interesting to note that Cade, although some might think he's predominantly a Western discipline kind of guy, has been working with Aspen, who's into dressage. Well, you know, I think the day has finally arrived when all disciplines find value in learning from others. And truthfully, you know, I think it might have started with with skating. Really? You don't think the main event had the biggest... Listen, hard to play? No. Well, <laughs> maybe in the horses. But honestly, I think people started to open their eyes when the coaches of oh, NHL hockey players that. brought in figure skaters and speed skaters to improve their hockey players' skating skills. Didn't they actually make... Um almost like a reality TV show out of that. The, no, yes, that, that yes. was different. Though. Okay. That yeah, but it, that was interesting as well. Because yeah, I that remember, was for fun. I remember all those uh, hockey uh, players yeah. coming in and saying like they had no idea how they were going to manage on figure mm-hmm. skates. And then they and realized... the women. Oh, gosh. They, no, but then they realized, then they realized how much they gained from actually mm-hmm. doing that experience. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. used to bring them in and teach them how to skate better. I had no so, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's high time and nice to see that everyone is looking at all these disciplines differently. Yeah, 
It is. Well, now we have an interview with Rod Olson, and I want to make sure that our listeners stay to the end of this episode, because I still have that important announcement. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, it's, it's about our equinely inclined Facebook presence, okay. and we have something new going on, and I'm really excited to make this announcement. Okay. It's kind of scary, too. Okay. Right. First things first, then, in this interview, you will hear Rod talking about their preferred methods of training at home. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. how he does things back home. Yeah. Hmm. Well, something else to listen for in this interview is Rod's definition of a broke horse. I love it, love it, love it. It's <laughs> very simple and very true. Mm-hmm. So let's hear what he has to say. Yes. So we're here at the main event in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada, and we have an Alberta cowboy with us, <laughs> right from Cardston, Alberta. Yes. We're fortunate to be with Rod Olson. And Rod, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about Rod Olson, where you started? Okay, you bet. I I was pretty much born and raised in uh, in Levitt, Alberta, which is in between Cardston and Waterton, right? So it's just a little community there. I'm fourth generation on the same place. So we've been, my great-grandpa came up in about, uh, it was 1898, I believe, and, and we've been on the same place ever since then. Wow, cool. And, and actually all four corners of my pedigree is the same way, right? Where they all come up about the same time. <laughs> and so my mom and dad are both uh, long-time residents down there. And, awesome. and so, yeah, it's just, it's home, right? Yeah. And sure. I know you were telling us earlier that uh, your dad was the first one to bring Ray Hunt up. Yes, to... back in 1971, my dad was teaching college in Lethbridge. He taught the horsemanship course in Lethbridge there. And uh, he was looking for somebody to come up and help him, and he called down to one of his friends in California, and he says, you know what, I've got a guy here, he's young, he's not that well known yet, (laughs) but uh, I'll send him up there. And so Ray came up and stayed with my mom and dad for about three months, and it was kind of funny because at the time, nobody had heard of Ray Hunt, so we couldn't even fill a clinic, right, (laughs) at the time, right? that's so funny. And, And of course, it didn't take too much longer after that that people started to kind of catch on to what Ray had to offer. And then my dad went down and rode with him in California for a few months as well. And so, and I was just a little pup, right? I was just a couple of years old. So I don't remember the man. I don't know the man, but I know the man that knew the man, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the man would have known some of that man's techniques. Absolutely. You know, he rode with him. Them along. He rode with him enough. And, and Ray Hunt was, uh, from what my dad tells me, he was just an amazing horseman, right? He said he would saddle up five colts in the round pen, first time saddled, turn them all loose in there, let them do their thing. He'd crawl on, he'd go in there with a broke horse and get them all moving around. And before he was done, he'd rode all five of them and never touch the ground. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, he was an amazing, like, people just don't do that, right? And, <laughs> nice to come that close to knowing a legend oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing horseman, right? Amazing horseman. Oh, that's awesome. So now, how long have you been in the, uh, in, you've done quite a few of these trainers challenges but this is your first main event first time the main event yes mm-hmm. yeah. we've done a few the natural horsemanship uh, Canadian natural horsemanship challenges in Innisfail with with Ivan Danes uh, we've been to the H3 challenge in Brandon Manitoba and then we've done some 60 day 60 day challenges with uh, Rocking Heart Ranch and and Cam McGregor McGregor quarter horses and, and they've all been fun they just yeah a lot of fun 
So now on your own home range there, are you raising? What are you, what are you actually doing down there? You know, we, we train horses and we shoe horses. That's If I'm not on one, I'm under one, right? So <laughs> and, and I enjoy having the whole, like... The whole package. The whole package, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Very nice. We have a lot of neighbors that run a lot of cows, so we always have an opportunity to go out and help them, you know, brandings, moving cows, and stuff like that. So there's always an opportunity to put a horse to work, right? Right on. And we live... We live kind of at the end of the road so there's like as soon as you leave the barn we're up and over a hill and, and down there you to are. the creek and so we get lots of outside Beautiful. exposure on them and through the brush and, <laughs> so yeah. this is a little different being you know being in yeah yeah <laughs> so confined right right yeah. so i'm sure you can appreciate how the horse feels oh exactly you yeah, probably you feel much the same way yeah i think you know one ride over the hills worth ten riders in pen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, I totally believe that because yeah. you know you can go for a couple hours and that horse will stay fresh out on the trail, right? Up yeah. and over the hill through the creeks, doing things out there. Mm-hmm. But if you try to do too much in a in a pen like this, yeah. they just start to burn out. Right? Yeah. Get sour. Yeah, they do. They yeah. get sour. So. Absolutely. So yeah, I like to get outside. Well, I like it. I liked a lot. Of- of course, I liked a lot of what I saw you doing, but um, you know we're always looking for those words that uh, that you might be using that are different from words that other people use. And I do believe that yours is preparation for the transition. Prepar- preparation for the position for the transition, but it's just easier to say preparation for the transition. Right? I like it though. Preparation yeah, for the position for the transition. Yeah, and that's a Makes Ray sense. Hunt. That's yeah. a Ray Hunt uh, slogan, right? Mm. That's what he. He, and, and Tom Dorrance and Bill Dorrance, that was their big thing, too, is, you know, look for that feel. Look for that opportunity to understand what the horse is going through and then follow through with it, right? Set them up to succeed. Yeah, yeah. You know? set them up for success. So yeah. so you do a, a lot of prep work, and I, I do like your sponge-filled bags that you use yeah. to, to yeah, mop the saddle. Yeah, they're just, it's easier, you know, like as you get older, that saddle gets a little bit heavy, and if you got one that's a little bit scared of that, you can pack that saddle a long time, and, and you actually regress because you just can't get up there. So those foam-filled sacks are just easy. And if I've got one that's a little bit bothered, I'll hook that on the saddle horn once I get them saddled, right? So they got something that's kind of slapping, along, slapping there. along their shoulder. Yeah, and, we watched yeah. another guy do something similar yeah. with the uh, noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Just, it just helps. And they're so soft that they can't hurt them. Yeah. If they kick them, it's not going to, you know, mm-hmm. the only thing that wears out is the bag. I put another feed sack on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, too, that you talk about, I, it's obvious that you enjoy what you're doing. Oh, I do. But uh, you've said that teaching is one of the greatest professions. Oh, I have the utmost respect for teachers. You know, they just, it, it's teachers that make the world go around, right? Make Knowledge it productive, is just right? everything. It right? is, it is and, everything. And I guess, really, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, as a, a good teacher isn't teaching facts to children they're teaching a children they're teaching children to learn right. and yeah. that's what you're doing is yeah. you learn how to learn learn how you're teaching yeah. that horse how to learn right right, right. how to, how to come back and think exactly right so um, so this little blue roan that you're working with yes. tell us a little bit more about him and, and what are his good and bad you know qualities? this colt is really trusted right he's he's a little bit of a smaller horse like he's quite narrow so you can just my weight and I don't weigh that much but I can pull him off balance pretty easy just by moving around so he's a little bit smaller lighter horse but he really wants to be your friend right 
And these colts that are at this challenge all went through a weanling challenge that the Rocking Heart Ranch does. So, oh. so they've all had a month. As soon as they're weaned, they go to, and it's all it's kind of designed for for women and, and young kids. Mm -hmm. And so these kids will take them home for a month, and they get them halter broke. They get them to where they'll pick up their feet. Uh, they trailer load. They get them used to bags and you know flags, and and they get them to where they're good to deworm. Like they'll put a little applesauce in a syringe, you know, and get them to where they're <laughs> easy to deworm. And so, all important things oh, yeah, for any yeah. horse people out there right. that have you know never are had new to horses struggle with and never had yeah. to struggle oh, with yeah. those oh, things. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that preparation as a young horse makes it so much easier when they come into a situation like this because they're not scared of the of the human, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's just a just the next transition, right? They've already had that preparation for the transition. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know that the, in the very first session that you did, you actually put the bridle on. Absolutely, right? yeah. So I think you bridled and saddled in the first session. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I like the way you use the uh, the rope, the halter rope, to um, mimic bridling right. before right. you actually bridled. Yeah, you know, that steel bit, it bangs against their teeth and, it, and it's uncomfortable for them, right? So if I can use my halter shank just to get it in their mouth, get them used to me my hand on their nose and stuff like that. Getting used opening their yeah, mouth and yeah. accepting something into their yeah, mouth. Yeah, it's just and a little easier way to prepare that horse to accept that bit, right? And then you just did it very quietly. And yeah, the horse raised its head. Oh, yeah. But you yeah. just stayed with him just and wait for very him. quietly yeah. waited. Yeah. yeah. Wait for him. Don't so, get mad. Yeah. Just wait. So in went the rope and then later in went the bridle. Right. And I think one of the things that it was important that you told people was you have to be even more careful when you're taking it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You take it out and it bumps their teeth and then it scares them they raise their head mm -hmm. and uh and we see that you know quite often as people uh you know they're not careful when they take it off so that horse is anticipating that hitting their teeth right and they throw their head up and try to run away and yeah. it just gets uglier and uglier and uglier right so yeah. you if you're careful when you take it off, you never get into that kind of a situation. Yeah, very, very good thing for people to know. I like that. Um, you gave really good safety tips all the time. And I, um, you know, we did see him buck with the saddle on. Yeah. But uh, you still had him in hand. Right. And it isn't, you know, he, he didn't try to get away. Right. And there's lots of colts that will buck and, you know, even maybe pull away from me, right? But... As much as I can, I like to be able to keep control of them so that they don't get scared. Because that's why they're bucking, right? It's because they're scared. And so if I've prepared them enough before I saddle them that I can control them, then it just it just makes it a little bit easier for them to, to come back down, regroup. You know, this isn't going to kill you. Right? <laughs> but there's always those ones that just, you know, it just bothers them so much. And it doesn't matter how much preparation you put on them, right? They, they're going to buck and they're going to have to... Kind of learn the hard Get it way through their course, system. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it has to. Yeah. But even um, at the beginning, you didn't have to do any round penning of this horse right off. No, the and that's because they've been prepared. They were right. right. He was there for they're, you anyway. Yeah, they're they're gentle, right? So they're there's not wild there's a purpose to it, but in this particular case, your horse certainly didn't need it. Right. right. But it's not something you tend to spend a lot of time on anyway. Not not too much, even at home. Like, and we get a lot of horses that that come that are maybe even not halter broke at all, right? As a matter of fact, we just sent one home. We had her for 90 days, and when the lady brought it, she just backed up to the barn, opened the gate, and then we thought we had a white-tailed ear in her. Right? She was she was waspy, you know, like she was she was really scared. But but we just went in the same way. We just spent some time with her, got her confidence, got her, got a rope on her, got her where she kind of give to us a little bit, work our way up there, get her, get her to where she'll trust us, get a halter on her. And I do a lot at home from the back of another horse, right? Oh, of 
course, yeah. yeah. And that gets them used to you being above them as exactly, well. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? So when I slide over onto them, they're already used to me being up there, right? So it's not a big deal. And we, you know, both sides, we, we use a flag over top of them. We swing a rope. We just, we lunge them a little bit, you know, so that horse will pony up beside us. We could, there's so many things you can do before you swing over onto them. Oh, for yeah. sure. And the other thing I thought that was interesting, and two of you did, I can't remember who else, but you saddle off on the right, you put it up on the right side. Uh, yeah. You know, we do everything on the left side. We bridle them, we, we halter them, we saddle, you know, we do up our saddle. <coughs> everything gets done on the left side. So the more we can do from the right side, it just helps make that horse a little more balanced, right? Yeah. And, and as you said, it saves steps. Exactly. Because if you, if you put it on the left side, you have to walk around to let down. Right the cinches unless right. you just throw them over yeah, which is not a good idea you gotta walk around and you gotta walk <laughs> back around and on these young horses it only takes a couple steps and if that saddle falls off then you've got to an issue go back and start again. start again so i really like that too and you really did walk <coughs> everybody through it all the time i like the use of your big flag yeah i like because to, you can use that for like you said so yeah, many things cool. has yeah. a lot of different applications mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, never mind, eventually that horse will be great in a parade. Right, 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 exactly, yeah. yeah. No, that was just awesome. Yeah, no, a flag is a good tool, and it just it's just a bigger flag, right? It is. Yeah. And, of course, I, you know, I, I think it's really funny that most trainers that you go to wouldn't even teach a horse to pick up its feet, and as a farrier, you would know that. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's important. Always you being know, asked to train yeah, horses. And, and I shoe a lot of horses, and, and so when we go to somebody's place to shoe their horse, and if we have to train them to uh, to pick up their feet, then you know it's going to take a little bit longer, and then we're going to have to charge, charge them a little bit up. extra, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's training fee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the more you can pick up that horse's feet, and that's something that anybody can do, right? Right from the time they're weanlings, right? We can get them yeah. used to picking up their feet, and we should be trimming those colts right from the time they're little yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I don't think I mentioned this yet, but one of the other things you said was your definition of a, of a broke horse. Yeah. Mm. A broke horse is a horse that is easily guided. Period. It's simple, right? Yeah. A horse that is easily guided. Yeah. And that's that's just awesome because then it, it works into everything, whether it's an obstacle or whether it's a, a new style of riding. Right. And you gave a very nice demonstration at the very end of this session on starting a horse with side passing. Yeah. So yeah. and it was just patience. Yeah. And set them up. <laughs> Move them off your leg, right? <laughs> the first the first attempt he actually skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got, he got in a little bit of a yeah. situation, had to get out of it, but just bring him right back. And yeah, and without getting flustered with him. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, he was just trying to find a way out. Yeah. Oh, that didn't work. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> bring him back. Start <laughs> bring over. Him back. Yeah. Start over. Yeah. But yeah, he really was moving over nicely, especially to the left. Right. right. Um, you, you just started. So. Yeah, that's the first you time know. we've asked him, right? Yeah. And those are some things that we can do from the ground too, right? Like you can put your thumb into the rib and kind of simulate that and kind of help get him move over. And he's he's doing awesome with that, going through the noodles and yeah, walking over the bridge. And yeah, and, and you know, I've said it in there, um, obstacles are easy, right? Yeah. Obstacles are easy. It only takes a few minutes, and once they get it, they've got it. The thing that takes a lot of time is just getting that horse to ride up into the bridle, stay between your hands, stay between your legs, and and have that confidence to go forward, right, and stay with you. Mm-hmm. Straight forward. Yeah. 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 Obstacles are... <laughs> 
they're fun. Easy. Yeah, they're easy. They're fun. <laughs> Anybody can do them, right? Yeah. yeah. But they, they get, they're easily they're easy to impress people oh, with. Oh, for them, sure. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. We're always because, we're but, always but easily the thing impressed is they're, with tricks. They're easily done if you do them right. I suppose, yeah. And yeah. they're not so easily done if you don't. Uh, yeah. They deteriorate into a terrible battle. For sure. For so sure. you know, so I really enjoy watching you guys show people how to work through obstacles. Yeah. Right? And and show them how easy it can be. Right. If you don't lose your patience. Right. Yeah. Right? And you follow a, a method. Yeah. And yeah. be consistent. Yeah. Well consistency <laughs> is the key, right? Yeah. yeah. And just yeah, it's you've gotta be consistent so that horse understands what you're asking him. Yeah. Well this little blue roan is going very well. Thank you. Rock. It's just awesome to see. And uh, gosh you've got two you've got another ride, practice ride left on right, tomorrow yeah. morning. Tomorrow morning. And yeah. then tomorrow afternoon we get to yeah, see we'll see how he handles the finals. So, yeah. You know, maybe he'll fall apart in the finals, I don't I know. know. But, <laughs> I don't think so. All three of you are such great trainers. Yeah. It's, it's been great to be here. Yeah. Really, really tight behind I, I yeah. feel yeah. sorry for the judges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Oh they're getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much oh, for all your time. You can we let people know how they can get a hold of you, Rod? Sure, you can just like phone me is the best way, right? But do you have a website or do you have a Facebook nah, page? Really? No. Oh. Um, just just phone me. Okay, so people can um, people can be in touch with us if yeah. they want to be in touch with Rod. Yeah, and, we'll, and believe uh, it or not. Believe it or not, I bet if they um, popped Rod Olson into the uh, directory assistance yeah. down in yeah, yeah. yeah, just <laughs> might, I've got actually a really phone easy phone number. It's just 653-1230. Okay. <laughs> call me at lunchtime, right? 1230, call me. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much. Let's go back you. and finish watching the rest. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, Diana, listening to this really made me wonder. Fast forwarding 50 years, who are going to be the greats of the greats in the equine world? Or will there even be a world where horses, donkeys, and mules are used for recreational activities? No, please. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go there. We Don't we always ask people in, in our interviews yeah. if they could imagine a life without horses? Yeah. Well, often. Don't, don't, don't yeah. even go there, please. Well, you know, yes, and if we're going to have a future with horses, we still need more young people taking part. Mm -hmm. I know we have some. We just need more. Oh, for sure. So we just got to keep bringing them in. Anyway, mm -hmm. I thought we should point out that when we were talking about Ron's use of the big flag... He used that in a few different ways, and one of them was to drape it over the horse's hindquarters and walk forward with the horse having the flag just hang there, almost pulling up behind him. It was really subtle, but very effective. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he it helped prepare the horse for a lot of things that flag did, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's cool that we can say we interviewed the man who knew the man that met the man. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, true enough. But here's what I think about when I listen to that interview. Yeah. I can just picture their land and the benefits of being able to ride oh. in that wide open space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, anyway, they were two great interviews and we had a lot of fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're really nice. Yeah. And, you know, this uh, weekend is Mother's Day. So I, <laughs> I guess maybe we should say Happy Mother's Day happy to all Mother's the moms yes. who are listening. Mm. You know, Mom and I have been invited to my daughter Janine's where my fabulous son-in-law will be cooking up brunch. Rob's, Rob's a great cook. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. He kind of does that for, he has a, he has a, you know, that's part of his work, isn't it? 
Yeah? Uh, no. No? no. Okay. All right. All no. right. I'm giving him too much credit. <laughs> He's not a chef. Okay. Anyway, um, I don't know what's going on in our family. A, a lot of young babies doesn't make it easy on my kids. So right. you know what? Whatever they can do, they will do, and mm-hmm. I'll be happy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, once again, I want to thank our patrons for helping us keep this podcast going. Because without Mm -hmm. the help of our patrons, it would be much more difficult to get these episodes out. So if you listen to this podcast and enjoy the episodes, please help us bring more quality episodes your way by supporting the podcast at patreon.com slash equine podcast. Well, okay, Diana. It's finally time for the announcement. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, we won't, won't keep people on the edge of their seats. Anymore. Well, no. Okay. I, I don't know if it's an edge of the seat sort of thing, but to me, it's really it's really good. Okay. Anyway, you know, as you know, we've tried several ways to engage our listeners. We've tried having them email mm-hmm. and message us on the Facebook page and mm-hmm. call that one eight 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 number we had. Mm-hmm. And probably other things I'm not remembering anymore, but mm-hmm. now I've set up a Facebook group that's a companion to the podcast. No. Oh. So now I remember you talking about that. Yeah. So what sort of things do they find out there? Well, people joining the group can be part of a community where anyone interested in horses and other equines can chat and enjoy being together. And people can ask and answer questions. And I've tentatively okay. created some themes for each day of the week to encourage. Oh. <laughs> to encourage Like e- the throwback Thursday kind of thing? Kind of, yeah, sort of, okay. but not that one. But anyway, yeah. to encourage equine-loving people to stay committed to what they love and what they want to do with equines. I'm, I'm really hoping it will be a wonderful place for our equine community. Okay, so so for instance, we you know tend to ask our listeners a question. Mm-hmm. One question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we so, started. A yeah, of we started one to question. just one. Yeah. And so we'd ask it in the Facebook group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And we could we could even we could even run polls in the, in oh, the okay in the Facebook right. group that our listeners could vote on. So oh, good. yeah. And we can still do Facebook Lives there, Diana. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I think I like doing Facebook Lives more than you. I'll have to go get my hair cut again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put on a hat. <laughs> I think it's time to whiten my teeth. <laughs> yeah, no. No, 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 no. no. Moving on. No, we're not movie stars. No. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this. And okay. uh, I guess we should let our listeners know. How, how, how to find it? Yeah, how to find the group. Oh, okay. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a join button, and it should be under the main image at the on top, our Facebook page at uh, the top of the equinely inclined Facebook okay. page at facebook.com/equinelyinclined. So when you join the group, make sure you set your notification settings. And you're going to tell people how to do that? <laughs> Not that this has been a thing on my mind or anything, but if you look at the picture at the top of the group, it says, turn on your notifications below. Okay. <laughs> there's sort of an arrow that points right where your notifications are set. Oh. Um, it might not work as well on a mobile device as on a desktop device, um, but... It will make people think. That's and somewhere I, below here. And I think, place. yeah, and I think actually before you uh, join the group, it, it actually points to a button that says join the group. So oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. And what if people aren't on Facebook? Well, you know, that's always an issue. Mm. But if people aren't on Facebook, please let us know what your favorite social media platform is. You can reach us by email at podcast at CanadaEquine.com. Right. So that's my big announcement. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm 
excited about it too. Cool. I was going to ask people to let us know what they think of this episode and if there's something else they'd like to hear on the podcast. Oh, yeah. That they could do that by joining the group, right? Yeah, they could. Yeah, for okay. sure. So um, next episode, Diana, we do have at least six more interviews for our listeners, like right now. Mm-hmm. And we need to keep going. So what's next week looking like for you? It should be fine. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listeners, we can't wait to see you in the group so we can be more engaged with you. Yes. And please find someone new to introduce to the world of horses. Mm-hmm. And one last message, a heartfelt thank you to all our patrons for their support. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can find out more about our Patreon account at patreon.com slash equine podcast. So Diana, until our next episode, we'll say bye from Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belbar and give your horses big hugs for us.